Micro Monday again, the microcast where we get to know members of the micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, the community manager here at micro.blog, and I'm very pleased to welcome to this episode Manny, who is at Mandaris on micro.blog. Hi, Manny. How are you doing? Hi, Jean. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm really, really excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> Um, honestly, I was thinking this year, I was like, okay, maybe one day I had my fingers crossed. Maybe <laughs> this year I'll get on micro.blog, the, the Micro Monday podcast, and, and I'll actually get to talk to everybody because <laughs> I, I've been wanting to do this for a, a while, but it was just kind of, you know, kind of scary. But uh, when you reached out to, to me, it, it was probably the most exciting thing to happen to me this week. So probably this year. So I was like, wow, you know, you put it out in the universe and then here, yeah. here it happens. I believe, I, I certainly believe in the uh, power of uh, strong intentions. And uh, I, I'm, my strong intention was that if I asked you to be on, you would be, uh, happy to do it. And so look at that worked out for me as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so. <laughs> um, well, before we dig into any topics related to blogging or micro.blog or anything, you know, that you want to chit chat about, why don't you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, um, I've been on and off the internet since maybe the 90s, which doesn't sound too long ago, but uh, I look back and they say, you know, the the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been just trying to be the best person I can be. And I think what you can see from looking at my micro dub blog is just me trying to capture some of the better moments that have happened in the last couple of years. Uh, I, I consider myself a digital gopher in IT, but mm-hmm. hey, you know, it, that can go up and down. <laughs> Definitely been some dark spots as well as some really highs. So um, currently what I do is I work for the state of mm-hmm. California Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting to see how people view the state or just view the world. And in the last couple of years, just seeing, right. hey, people think different than I do. And am I in a bubble or am I missing something? So uh, it, it's my mind's all over the place. And you know, <laughs> it's, it's bright spots like when I open up micro.blog and I'm able to see different places in the world and different just different people. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, It's definitely, for me, you know, personally, it's the best job I've ever had, because it's making something that I totally enjoy and want to uh, sustain and develop and grow. And that's all been happening. But as you say, (laughs) the years go by fast. We're, We're almost like four years since uh, we opened the platform to the Kickstarter backers. And uh, four years is a long time in internet time. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm happy that we were able to, to celebrate four years. So. Yeah. Like when yeah. you said that, I was like, what? It's been four years? Uh. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think it was December of 2017 when we opened the platform to the public, you know, and so that that's a pretty big anniversary. We have, you know, a little bit off in the distance, but actually, you know, for Manton to flip the on switch and say, okay, it's a platform now, and uh, um, the folks who signed up during the Kickstarter a few months before that started posting. <laughs> and I started community managing, which in the beginning, it wasn't really clear, like, what kind of community will this end up being? And mostly, certainly in the beginning, I was much more focused on how will I identify and deal with bad people. <laughs> but <laughs> it hasn't been a big deal. It's been definitely much more of the how do I, you know, encourage everybody to to use the platform in a way that works for them and share if that's what they want to do and and make sure people have opportunities to find other people who are kindred spirits. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Jalkut said something that really rang true for me a long time ago. And he said, when it comes to social networks, it's the people you follow are pretty much your your social network of choice. Mm -hmm. So when he said that, it all just came became very clear to me that you know, we choose – to a, to a large degree, what mm -hmm. inputs we have in our life. So if you're into knitting, you'll probably follow people who are into knitting. Uh, I'm starting to do a little bit of croqueting. So I don't oh. really follow too many people who croquet, but like it is, it definitely does pique my interest. And if you start talking about it, then maybe I'll start following you and you say, Oh, well, I have this wonderful beginning tutorial. I'm like, Oh, I'll watch that a hundred times because I can. I can chain, but I can't do the turn just yet. Okay. But yeah, it, it's one of those things. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, Daniel and Manton are uh, just jumping ahead are, are pretty much the reasons that I'm here because they and your, yourself are an example of what I want to have more in my life. It's it's actually how. I, I got involved with micro.blog was yeah. I, I was listening to their, their podcast core intuition and they said like, Oh, well we're going to have a Kickstarter and if you want to sign up, then you can. And I remember Manton talking about the, his Kickstarter and the animation that he was working on in order to get it. And I was like, wow, this is a pretty good animation. And uh, it, it was it checked off all the right boxes for me mm -hmm. because I started up in the nineties with just uh, an AOL group chat that I was part of. And I would join with when I was done with all my homework, all my <laughs> friends, they were on aim and some of them were on Yahoo. Some of them were on MSN. If you remember what that was. Yes, I do. <laughs> but, but most of the, the cool kids were on AIM, and I wanted to be with the cool kids. So that's the primary uh, way of communicating that I had back in high school, which was in the 90s. I graduated in 2000. Mm -hmm. And I also had this website that I put together. Oh. It was uh, 
D-E-F-A-U-X, Defoe, which I thought was really cool. I'm like, wow, oh, yeah. it's French. I mean, the <laughs> false. And I mean, that's how I felt about myself at the time. I was like, oh, this persona that, uh, um, that I wanted to pursue. I, I went to college shortly afterwards. I was lucky enough to go to college. And I things started to get a little strange because, you know, you try to communicate to different people, but everyone becomes busy. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was saying, well, I'm moving from aim to MySpace, And (laughs) it was allowed people like to express themselves a little bit better. And for those who are intimidated by creating a whole quote unquote website, you could just personalize your, your, your profile page and from there, it, it was really popular in the circles I was in that you would have, oh, well, my MySpace page, you have your top eight. And then right. I have a <laughs> hundred different friends on MySpace. And we all had Tom as our friend. And uh, it worked out for a little bit. But it, you would get, you'd see these websites that would take forever to load. But, yeah. you know, hey, this was your your space, if you will. Uh, <laughs> right. It was well-named. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I even went on OkCupid just to, you know, to meet people and just have mm-hmm. uh, conversations because at the time they were really focusing on asking these profile questions. And I, right, I even did right. eHarmony a little bit just to uh, express or not express, but just to get that 23 degrees of uh, connection that people right. have. At that point, I think I started to understand that I was chasing people to have this connection. I was doing a lot of stuff just in order to get that dopamine shot of saying, oh, I'm, I'm actually communicating with someone. I was building a community, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these... Um, Modern things are they they really focus on you know building or giving you that sense of connection, whether or not it's real or not. I understood that what I'm doing is when I'm creating something i'm mm-hmm. I'm making content I'm making stuff that I want to share with other people, and when I give this or when I create this and I share with the world i'm Letting other platforms pretty much not make money, but become better mm-hmm. with my content. And I was like, well, do I really want to do that? Do I, do I want to make Facebook better? Do I want to make Twitter better? So I started doing uh, more and more on my own website. And I, when you work on your own website, sometimes you don't really have that connection. You're wondering, hey, am I just throwing this information out into the ether never to be seen? Because right. depending on how you want to create your website, you may never get a quote-unquote hit. Or if you're doing tracking, you don't get any kind of comments. And it's it's that the narcissistic part of me is like, you know, I, I want to have that connection. I mean, that's part yeah. of why most people have a website is just to share what they have available, whether it's knowledge or pictures or, or just an opinion or a joke. That's mm-hmm. why we have these things. 
So right around maybe I want to say 2016. I don't know. I, I, I said, all right, well, well, what, what can I do? Um, what can I do? And then Manton said, Oh, well, I'm putting this together. It's mm-hmm. the best of both worlds. It's that quick communication. If I want it, I can just put a picture up without having to worry about, is it the right size? Is it going to have my XF information on it so that people can track me? I could just put it out there. And if I want it to be, something longer because Twitter only had at the time 180 characters, I could make something longer in a lot of ways. I thought, I think of micro.blog as sort of the drafts of mm-hmm. the social media world, because if I want it to be bigger, I can be, it can. And if I want it to be something small, I can, I don't have to worry about a title or anything like that. Right. I could just put it out there and I can edit it. I can delete it. Every place allows you to delete it, but it allows me to have so much flexibility on what I can do with it. Yeah. First of all, thanks for the comparison to drafts because it's a uh, app that I really like a lot because it gives me so much flexibility and I don't have to decide in advance whether something is super important and needs to be filed away or needs a title or needs whatever. But um, so it's, it's the scratch pad that can do so much more. Um, but Microdop blog is, yeah, like the social networking slash blogging equivalent of that, that you can just uh, jot off a short, short post like you could do on Twitter, but Sometimes your short post turns into a longer thing, and yeah. it's okay. Yeah, because we we've all—I don't want to say we have all, but uh, we've heard of tweet storms where people will yes. have a thread of tweets, and it's seventeen posts in a row, and you're like, "Oh, this is great content," but it's depending on how you are reading Twitter, it can be kind of hard yeah. to read. Yeah, one of my um, problems with those kinds of long tweet threads, which there are many that are really, you know, good, mm-hmm. is that they're kind of impossible to share. Um, yes. I mean, you could share them on Twitter, you can reshare them or retweet them or whatever. But sometimes, you know, it's a story and I'm like, oh, you know, like my dad would be interested in this, but he's never going to read a thread of 17 tweets. Yeah. One thing that you said early on that I'm sort of curious to get back to is, uh, you know, the feeling of, um, well, if you have a blog, your own blog, are you throwing stuff out into the ether? You know, or is it, is anybody actually listening? Um, how have you, how have you found micro.blog in terms of, you know, getting, getting that feeling that, people are following you and um, interested in what you're posting, like, because we don't have the, we don't have the like button. And so, you know, you don't get that kind of little, that little hit of feedback of like, Oh, I got some people liked what I said. Did you find that strange to begin with? And, and how has it been as you've been on micro.blog? 
So it was a, a different experience because the feedback that you get when you're on micro.blog is different. You know, you don't have a way to say, oh, there's been eight people who like this post or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. What happens is when people actually respond, it's at least one line of text, right? Yeah. For example, if I post a picture of my dog, I <laughs> see one, the, the smallest thing uh, I'll see is like someone will say, cool, four letters. Yeah. <laughs> and yet it, it means like, hey, this person, this one person felt strongly enough about this that they took the time to click the little button, yeah. type out C-O-O-L, and then push the other button to post it. So in a lot of ways, it, it takes more effort, but it's it's more, I don't want to say, yeah, I want to say it's a little more rewarding. And I think it, it shows that I'm at a certain point in my life where, yeah, the quality feedback is more important than the quantity of feedback that I get, mm-hmm. such that, uh, I had a a thread or a category going where I called it Swift Slowly because mm-hmm. I wanted to learn Swift and Swift UI. So for a number of days, I think I stopped around 30 or 50 posts. I would do a tutorial, and the last mm-hmm. one was Hacking with Swift by Paul Hudson. Mm-hmm. And every day I would blog about it. Uh, the the amount of work that I put in and the time that I put into blogging and the time I put into learning the material, it helped me understand it a lot better. But sure. every once in a while, I would get a response from someone that I barely knew that says, hey, way to go. Or, hey, I'm trying to learn how to uh, – do Swift development as well. And it's good to see that someone else is doing this. So I don't know the exact number and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually happy. I don't know the exact number, right. but I, I know that I have in a lot of ways influenced someone to let them know like, Hey, you're not alone in learning this new thing and it can be kind of difficult and you're not the only one who's having difficulties <laughs> and it, it it made me keep on maybe that other person sees my post and says you know what? i could do that too you know i'll just maybe spend yeah. some time working on this and i feel that that's a whole lot better a whole mm. lot better. <laughs> well yeah i think that is uh um one of the things when it's when a a social network community is working well. Uh, people find those other people, you know, to help them realize that exactly that, that I'm not alone in mm. what I'm doing, or I'm not alone in this uh, opinion or this frustration, but which brings me to a to- totally different subject, but certainly in something you're not alone with. Mm-hmm. You have the most adorable dog. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Lily. 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 I was so that was going to be my first question. What's what's your dog's name and Lily? Now that it's just a great name for that great face that I see and I yeah, seeing dogs and cats um and other pets, but uh you know, I just 
that just makes me happy um, to s- just see the the pets of other people and, you know, appreciate that. I mean, I don't have a dog at the moment, but I have had dogs and I, I do love them. And, uh, it, but Lily is really photogenic. <laughs> oh, yes. I think that's how she worked her way into our house <laughs> when we were, we first went into lockdown. We looked around at the local shelters and none of them were adopting or letting people foster pets because there were so many questions about how this virus was being spread. And lo and behold, in December of 2020, we got an email from our local shelter saying, we're fostering dogs and could you help us out? And so the first dog that we tried to get, she found a home before we could actually pick her up. But Lily was still there and uh, if you've seen pictures of her and her eyes, it's just she just looks so sad. Like she just like, yeah. <laughs> please just just give me a hug. Turns out that's her food face, and she's just like, please just just give me something to eat. I'm like oh. <laughs> so, w- we picked her up, and she she was just so timid. She was a perfect mixture of being timid, and we would later learn stubborn so (laughs) because she'll she'll she's not posing she's just sitting there waiting for something to happen so we'll Mm -hmm. the the family will put clothes on her and she was like all right you can put the clothes on me and i'll just sit here and she'll have a case of the zoomies where she'll run around for a little bit and she loves playing tug of war but for the most part she just lays there and just waits for <laughs> things to happen. So she was actually, I think, partly what we needed in our life in the fact that we we had someone that the whole family could take care of. And yeah. when things are going wrong or not going well in this world, we know that, you know, she loves us unconditionally and that she is happy that she has a home. Yeah. So it's it's brought a level of calmness to our home that's I I don't ever want to give up. So uh, Well, uh Manny before I wrap this up, is there something that uh you would like to mention or something I've forgotten to cover that you'd like people to know? I can't think of anything. I just want everyone to just take care of themselves and keep on posting and be nice to each other. Well, that's that's good enough. Well, listeners, if you want to follow Manny on Micro.blog, there is a link in the show notes, or you can go to micro.blog slash Mandaris. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.